Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo! Baseball! Baseball and much more. You know what that makes you. Larry. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Being new to the club, how do you feel about the way things have gone for the Indians so far? I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. You play ball like a girl! The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Man, I haven't heard that open in a while. You throw the old one on there, Joe, for us? I did. A little curveball action. See what I did there? Yes. See what I did there? It was so dad joke, it was dad joke. Hey, man, that's a better dad joke than I've said recently. Is it, though? Oh, man, you said it last week. Some of them are pretty bad these days. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's kind of the point. Yeah. You know, and I have an open for a certain special guest that's in the studio with us tonight, and I couldn't find it in time, and I'm oh, devastated really? right now. Really? Yeah, pretty bummed. You want to just sit here quietly while Joe finds it? Well, he also, <laughs> because uh, our special guest doesn't have headphones because it doesn't work over there, he has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no clue. Can you even hear me? Am I on? No, you're on. You're on. Am I here? You're hot. You're you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't John's hear you. Hey, 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 it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. As we always do at the end of the season, our, our wonderful fan, friend, family member of this show. Maybe damn near third host of this show at this point. Basically. Uh, Big John Chikanik in the house tonight with Baseball us. Baseball is not over till I come in here and say it's over. That's the truth, <laughs> baby. i tell you that right now. That, that is true. Is the here we truth. are. It's over. God, doesn't it feel like it's baseball? over now? <laughs> yes, now. <clears throat> not at the end of the show? No, tonight, right okay. now. Okay, okay. It's over. <laughs> doesn't it kind of feel, I don't know if it's because, you know, all the crazy things going on these last couple of days, but doesn't it feel like baseball ended like 10 years ago? It does. <laughs> yes. It's just the magic of 2020. The magic of 2020. Right. We're in a time warp. Uh, actually, baseball didn't end. Uh, the gold gloves were given out yesterday. Oh, yeah. If you saw that or not. Yeah, I was really paying attention to that. <laughs> why, 
Why do we have a commissioner that hates baseball? I know, right? He I really does. Know, I don't he know. really does. He, he really it. does. He hates baseball. <clears throat> yeah, he hates baseball. Hey, we got some really cool awards that baseball fans will care about. <laughs> so when should we give them out? Because we could do it any day. How about, <laughs> and just follow me here, election day. There's, to be do you fair. Think they thought it like <clears throat> that or they went... How about uh, November third? That's like a week and a half after the season. They probably and they didn't even realize it was election they day. They probably they probably pulled up their CBS Sports app and scrolled over to the scores on Tuesday and were like, "Ooh, no sports. We have the day to us. It's at, a baseball day." At some point between then, between, no action, nothing. Man. Between that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Between that moment and November third, somebody in the room. Mm-hmm. Had, it's the most watched presidential election in the history of our country. Yeah, yeah. In Without the history doubt. of our country. Maybe one of the most you polarizing. You watched it. <clears throat> 140 million people voted. Maybe, maybe the most. Still counting. Maybe yes. the, the most, maybe like the most, I don't know, polar, polarizing event yes. of, of my lifetime. Ever, ever. I know I thought 2008 was crazy. It was like, oh my God, they actually yes. elected the black man. And, and I voted for him. It was they, my first president that I voted for that won. And I was like, all right. <laughs> this is wild. And at some point, somebody <clears throat> in the room had to realize <laughs> that this is not good. Manf- and yet Manfred said, you know what? We're going to push through. Manfred was like, this is perfect. We're going to push through. There, when we announce Alex Gordon is the gold glove winner in left field, people are going to go nuts. <laughs> you know what we did when COVID struck down the Marlins and the Cardinals in the second week of the season? We pushed forward. We kept going. So you know what we're going to do when election night tries to take our thunder? We're going to push forward, and we're going to succeed like we did with the season. Oh, wait, Justin Turner tested positive on the last day and still played. I mean, we're going to keep succeeding. That was, that was the one time Manfred tried to prove that he loved baseball. No, let's just let him play. Right? Like, it's a war. World Series, guys. I really wanted him to be like, and for the American League first base, too early to call. Too <laughs> early to call. We don't know yet. So, but it didn't happen, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But sure. the Mariners, two? Yes. Two, not one, two. Jose gold Abreu gloves. is demanding a recount of first two first base. <laughs> Get used to it, Jose, because Evan White's not going anywhere. He's going to be there for a long time winning gold gloves. At least for three more years until his contract's up. And then we trade him to the Yankees. And he, and he hits 330. Yeah, he hits 330 and wins a World Series, Tino Martinez. And the prospect you get back flames out, and he gets like maybe 10 starts in the majors. In the Looking at you, Justice Sheffield. Jesus Looking Montero. at you. That's a given. Eric Bedard. Ugh. I guess well, he wasn't, wasn't a, a prospect yet. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, what are we going to do today, guys? How would you like to wrap up the season? Well, we've got finalists for awards. That we do. We could chat with that a little bit. Our, our favorite parts of the season, we could do that. We, we have got heard to do... John's hot takes on the World Series. Yeah, and we, we should probably check in on the future of the Mariners. We do like to do that a little bit. We'll probably Talent do that at the top. Coming. Yeah, we'll do that at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. We also knew who the, know who the free agents are going to be. We do, yes. I can pull that up. We could do a little crystal ball. Will George Springer dare leave Houston yes. and go to another fan base? He will. And get booed elsewhere. Yes, he will. <laughs> All right. no, I, I, there was the segment, and it's done. Well, it, it'll be. <laughs> I think that I'm looking forward to talking with with you guys about that because we've already started to see it. It's going to be a very interesting free agent off season. You're seeing more guys than ever getting cut loose, mm-hmm. and uh, the the owners have a legit. I mean, they're going to claim that they're losing money anyway, but they kind of have a legitimate gripe with no fans. Uh, this last year, they're gonna look. They're gonna say they lost hundreds of millions of dollars, and I guarantee you that's gonna trickle down into the free agent contracts. You're gonna see a lot of one-year deals. You're gonna see a lot of guys not signing for what they probably should sign. Mm-hmm. I've already heard guys saying, 
that they're not even going to try to get multi-year deals. They're going to sign a one-year deal to ride it through mm-hmm. 2021. Bet on themselves. Bet on themselves and hope that in 2022 the fans are back yep. and the owners can't make that argument anymore. So I think it's going to be interesting, and especially on a Mariner twist, because the Mariners are actually in a position, if they're smart enough and aggressive enough, they have money to spend. They've shed all their payroll. They have no payroll. Yeah, Hanniger's off the books, right? Hanniger's still on it, but Seager comes off next year, and he's oh, really their only big guy. Bless America. Right? So the Mariners are in an, are in a window here where if they have Colton Wong, I'm, here, I'm talking to you. Oh, hello. Oh, you like yourself some <clears throat> Wong? Love me some Wong. I, I just looked at the top 11 free agents. It's pretty solid. It's a good class. Yeah. It's really, really and good. Teams aren't going to spend money. So if you have a, an up-and-coming team like Seattle and they're willing to go brave uh, and go out there and spend some money, if you get a guy, if, if nobody's offering three- and four-year deals and you go out and offer a three- or four-year deal, that third year is when the Mariners' young talent is going to be ready to go and they think they can contend. Coinciding with Houston, <clears throat> kind of on a downturn. Guys starting so. to leave, or, or you know, Springer's probably gone. Some other guys, plus everybody Brantley's a free them. agent. So, I'm the Mariners are trending up. All right. Well, we can definitely talk. I think that could probably kill like a whole hour. Honestly, talking free agents easily. The one note I, I have seen a lot of is teams are not take offering the one year qualifying offer. They're eating a mill mm-hmm. and just letting everybody go. Right. A yeah, couple well, of guys I, have been offered, like Trevor Bauer, DJ Lemayhew, stuff like that, but. Like for I think it was Colton Wong. Colton the Wong. Cardinals were just like, yeah, no, yeah. and they they had to pay a mill or two, or eat it, and then he's now a free agent. A 13, well, because everybody thirteen million dollar <clears throat> option, and they turned it down, paid him the million to boot him, and he's legit. Yep. And I'm just there's going to be a lot of guys like that. We're already seeing it, so I think it's going to be an interesting off season. And, and from my perspective, one I hope the Mariners sees on or sees on that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I watched Cleveland did it with well, what what they're doing is they're putting people on waivers, and no one's taking them on waivers because nobody wants those contracts, right. and so they're gone. Carlos Santana, Brad Hand, see ya, bye, right. bye. Right. Not Cost one a million team bucks a piece. Hand? Really? No, yeah, not one team. He had a he had a sub two two ERA last Only year. Only there was, was a team in the, in the AL West mm-hmm. that needs bullpen guys. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll save it. Just saying. Oakland could be really good with Brad Hinn. Stop it. <laughs> Oakland. Stop it. <laughs> Oakley, Oakley. We got a cool show lined up for you guys today as uh, we wrap up the baseball season with Big John Stukanik here. Uh, as always, you can follow us on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram at PDD085. You can find Mike on Twitter at MikeLynch27. You can find our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter as well at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. And we got Big John. You're at A at uh, J Sukanic, right? Correct, at J Sukanic. God, you're lucky with that last name, man. Right? Good thing you beat the other Jay Sukanic I know to that Good Twitter handle. Good thing there handle. isn't another Jay Sukanic out there that's a minor media celebrity. If you want to find me, it's easy to do. It's easy I'm right to do. Here. Yeah, so hit us up on those spots. We love it. There's also the fan text line, 503-250-1080. That lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. As we talked about, we recorded earlier today, and we talked about stress drinking. Like, what is your go-to beverage of choice? Or multiple uh, many beverages Or multiple of many beverages of choice. When election night is While dealing with stressful times. Were you, what did you do, John? Were you guys election drinkers? I think did everybody guys, was. Well, I mean, John, drinks. I'm a drinker on days that end in Y, so... <laughs> I had some bourbon yeah, and some beer. Yeah. What did you do to mitigate the stress? Uh, 
celebrated legal mushrooms in Oregon by tripping out all night. Right? <laughs> Even though he lives in Washington. No, well, yeah, you're like, I see you over there. Good job. No, it was, it was weird. I, I was joking with my buddy today that I, I'm going to go back to not caring. Cause, and, and I've said this before, and, and this is an embarrassment to me, but I've really not ever cared. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I have I have a poor voting track record. I yep. just ha- it just hasn't been important to me. Ain't your thing, and that's awful. That's awful to say. And I, and going through this last year and and everything and and I've really kind of changed. I'm it's irresponsible of me to be that way. You're a new man. So this year was the first year I I watched more election coverage the last two days than I have in 47 years on the planet. Wow. And. It mattered to me, and and obviously, what's going on in in the in the race makes it interesting. But you know, it mattered to me, so it was a new thing for me to sit there and watch election coverage and care. I mean, I really cared, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, and it started to trend one way, and I, I like, I felt depressed, and yeah, like I was getting ready to go to bed, and I was just in a bad mood. And I then, think Florida kicked everybody in the gut. It did, <laughs> you know, and then you guys, well, everybody for on one side. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys know, like, I like gambling, and we pay attention to gambling, and I started seeing those tweets that the gambling odds were flipping. And at one point, I think Trump was an 80% favorite to win. Yeah. See, I didn't see any of that until I walked into this building today, yeah. and that's all anybody at this station has been talking about was the betting. I never even thought to think of it. Well, it's because all of us follow a ton of gambling people on <clears throat> right, Twitter, right. so of course that's what they're talking that's about. That's what you see. And so... R.J. Bell was the one I saw. He just and I every- Three minutes he was tweeting it. I and was I like, okay, dude, I get it. And a big thing for me was I didn't think about it because it's illegal to do in this country. Right. Yep. And so I was like, no, it never even crossed right. my mind about gambling. So, but, of course, people overseas, you know, got their popcorn and was sure. like, let's see what goes on with those. Yahoo's. So I was certainly stressed. I mean, it was stressful. I get it. But I don't – like, it was such a new feeling to me that I don't know that – like, I just watched. And eventually, I didn't do anything to cope with it. I just kind of watched. My wife is really into it. And we watched together. And we would kind of bitch and go back and forth about mm-hmm. it and complain. And and uh, and then at one point, I was just like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm going to bed. This is, this is bad. And I went to bed. So, But I certainly get, for the first time, I used to think I have some people that are friends of mine that are really super into politics. And they always talk about drinking games and stuff. And I used to think that was really silly. Mm. I totally get it you now. You get it now. <laughs> like, I totally get it. If you did that on a normal, regular basis every four years, you paid attention and cared. How could you not? How could you not? Be drunk. Because it's just. <laughs> it's madness. It's <laughs> madness. It is. So I get it now. I totally get yeah. all you polit- political drinkers. I get it. And the networks do a really good job of building it because. It's it's entertainment to them, right? I mean, it's real. It's it's reality. It's what's happening. But they also want to keep your eyeballs. Right. So like the jump in between the maps and the colors and the intense sounds and the key election alert and we're calling a race for this. It's like <gasps> it's a fourth down. They're going for it. You know, right? it's like watching sports, <clears throat> but for politics. So. Well, and yeah, they've we've... really they've really made it an event. Mm-hmm. Like if you see, I think of this like with the NFL draft. If you Look at like the NFL draft from 1980. Right. Right. It's it's the commissioner up there on a chalkboard, and he's yeah. literally writing, you know, that Tony Dorsett. He's writing the name yeah. up there. John and now Elway. You, right. And now you look at the production that it is, <clears throat> and I think the I think the election there's 30, is, there's 30 picks and it's over on the first day. Right? You're like I, what? I, I want, think the I election is the same thing. If you go back and look at election night coverage from 1970 mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably Walter Cronkite sitting there telling you what's going on. And now, like you said, smoking two packs of cigarettes, right? We got maps and screens and this and that and picture and picture and texting. And it's a, it was a, a full event and it kept my attention. It's still going today. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't end. It's going to be going for a while, but 
I think it it has become an event, and I guess last night I got hooked on it too. Yeah, we played the drinking game of uh, you have to con- once once the polls closed on the West Coast, you had to continue to drink until they called Washington, Oregon, and California. We only drank for like five seconds. I was gonna say <laughs> it went quickly. It didn't last long. Yeah, it went quickly. All right, when we come back, we'll we'll start with uh, let's start with our favorite scenes from the season, and one that we will most surely and never forget. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch and Big John in the house on ten eighty the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. The home run Stroka. Getting higgy with it. I love Tommy Glavin's junk. Today might be a player's holiday. I don't know. I love this song. Whether it's uh, Bill Withers or TWDY, the remix they did in uh, the 90s. I can't hear. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we really got to get that fixed. Yeah, I got nothing. Over we should, I, we should, I think they know about it. We but... should call Jeff and add one more thing to his list to get done. <laughs> hey, you know that guy that comes in three times a year? Let's spend a bunch of money to fix his mic. Please, please. Yeah, let's do that. Please. He's been featured on every show here. They won't even give me a mic. They won't even give me my own little intro. Well, I guess I do have a You got, you got Big yeah. John. Yeah, never mind. That's a bad. Yeah, that's a bad. That's a bad. Mike's been teaching me how to do the board today, and so like when all that stuff, you know, behind the scenes stuff, somebody else builds that, and they build it in there. Yeah. So somebody who's not even an on-air talent or a producer knows who you are. Right. Isn't that exciting? It's awesome, dude. I love it. They know you more than they know me. So. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, it is eight o'clock on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) As as opposed to six forty-seven every other day. Yeah, that's still better, man. Uh, you can add up all my six forty sevens. They you, don't equal the two hours your man in the hot corner. You get you get you get off at six six fifteen, and you gotta drive to Washougal from downtown Portland. You're gonna catch Big John every night. Let's just say that it's too early to call <laughs> <laughs> on that on that race, the Patrick's Mechanic race. Let's just say too early to call. Although I did the great, you mentioned that the great Joe Donlin. Formally. Yes, the great Joe Donlin, now in Los Angeles. So now with the big wigs. America. With the, the big wigs. The first time that I met. Chicago. I thought he was based in L.A. now, though. Oh, for the new thing? Is mm-hmm. that in L.A.? I think it's all in L.A. Oh, no. I didn't know that. The first time I had the chance to meet the great Joe Donlin. Mm-hmm. I was, see, I'm a Channel 8 guy. Loved cool. yep. because of Donlin. Uh-huh. Loved Donlin. I think I stopped watching KGW because Donlin was gone. Well, and to be honest, I'm not a huge fan anymore yeah. without Donlin. But I'm a huge Donlin guy. So when I see Joe Donlin at this golf tournament, for the it was one of the fan golf tournaments, I was like, hey, it's Joe Donlin. And I was a little starstruck because yeah. it's the great Joe Donlin. Plus, he's a handsome man. There's he's something very about, friendly. Something about news anchors, too. Yes. You see them all the well, time. They, it's like it's the whole, right? It's the baseball, Dave Niehaus. Mm-hmm. You invite them into your home every single night, mm-hmm. and they become part of your, your family. Routine, right? Mm-hmm. And every night you lay there, and I'm watching Joe Donlin, and he's telling me the news. So when I meet the great Joe Donlin, I think I'm a little starstruck. And before I have a chance to do something stupid, he comes over to me, and he says, hey, Big John's mechanic. <laughs> and I said, wait, what? And you emptied all of your bowels right? at that moment. He said, I said, wait, what? He said, I'm a big fan of your segment. And I thought he was just being stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And well, I, like your brother put him up to it or something? Well, something, right? Because what, you know, it's 647 every night. <laughs> and he said, I said, okay, come on, right? And he's like, no, seriously. He goes, every night at the, when the 630 news ends, 
by the time I wrap everything up, I'm in my car every night at 647. Yeah. And he goes, and it's always on the fan. Yeah. And it's always you. Joe Donlin, the P1. Right? So he said, literally every single night, the only part I can hear consistently is you. And I think you're great. And I was like, oh, <laughs> So like the next 700 times I watch the news, I'd be like to my wife, hey, see that guy? Right? <laughs> see that guy, Joe Donlin? Yeah, he's my friend. <laughs> Your kids are like, shut they up, They hate dad. it, right? They shut hate it. Up, oh, we know. You met him at a golf tournament. He likes you. Now, I think I know the answer to this, but... Was it cooler that Joe Donlin said he was a fan of yours or cooler that Ken Griffey Jr. remembered your name? No, oh, it's not, it's not even close. That's what I thought. And I love Joe Donlin. But it ain't the kid. But it ain't the kid. Yeah. Come on. Because, I mean, like, because Griffey, you, like, walked up to me and it's like, hey, John. Yes. Like, right? Isn't that how it happened? Yes. Again, bowels emptied. <laughs> yes, I did die. And then I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, good to see you again. And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like we. It's great to see you always, Ken. Seriously, it's like that Phil Mickelson commercial they got now for beer. He's like, so we're friends, right? Right. And he's like, no. And he's like, yeah, and then yeah, the yeah, best, <laughs> the best was the next year we went to the same golf tournament. So this is three years in a row, and I'm like, okay, it's for cure, right? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, now there's no way. Like, what was he going to remember me? And we went before we everybody teed off. They had a little breakfast at the golf course. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I went into breakfast, and I'm sitting at the table. And I'm having like some granola or something, whatever, and a banana, whatever they had for breakfast. And all of a sudden, I just get jacked from behind. Somebody just hits me, like full on forearm to the back, right? Wham! And I go, oh, and my banana goes flying. And I'm like, <laughs> son of a, like, and I turn around because somebody just jacked me up. And I'm like, who is going to get drilled? Ken Griffey Jr. It's the greatest center fielder of all time. <laughs> it's Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> And he looks at me, and he's like, hey, good to see you, John. And he walks off. That was it. That's it. <laughs> and I said, Ken Griffey Jr., my hero, just <laughs> snuck up on me and hit me in the back. Drove by. Doc, <laughs> dropped my banana, and he laughed and walked on. And I said, oh, my, I mean, come on. You're famous. Come on. You're famous, man. So that's as good as it gets. There right? you go. That's as good as it gets. Well, I didn't know that last story, so that's extra cool. Yeah. I just knew that he recognized you and said hi. Yeah. I didn't know he forearm shivered you he at the table for breakfast. Me. Yeah, and then later that day was the great prank when he pulled. The, I've told you that story, haven't I? Yes. The bat. But prank. the listeners may not know. You want to do that? You want to fire hear away, it? dude? John, this we just sit here and BS for two so, hours. This is your show. So after after playing golf with Griffey twice, I'm all in, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So one, I collect sports memorabilia. Yep. And one of the items that was on my bucket list is I wanted to have a game-used bat of Ken Griffey Jr., one he actually used. They're really super expensive, and, you know, you're kind of like sometimes there's fakes out there, and you don't really want to spend a bunch of money if it's fake. So I do all this research. I find one that I think I can get and afford. I end up getting it off of eBay. Couldn't be happier, right? I have this. And then, but you always wonder, like, is it really his bat? And so I'm like, I what better way than to ask him? I'll just ask my friend. I'll just, ask my friend, Ken. I will just ask him. So <clears> we go to the golf tournament, and I bring the bat, and I hide it in the car because I'm nervous, right? Mm-hmm. And we go Can you out. you put it in the clubs? No. Oh, no, this is not my putter. Uh, Griffey, is this yours? Yeah. <laughs> I think I can hit about a 34-ounce Louisville Slugger from here, Ken. And so I have the bat in the car, and we're with Griffey, and I wait till like, the third or fourth hole, and I say, hey, Ken. Because that's what I call him. Yeah, that's what you call your friends. First name basis. Right? I call you John. I call him Mike. And I say, hey. And I tell him the story. I say, hey, I, I collect stuff. I have a lot of your stuff. And, 
you know, I bought this bat that is a game used bat of yours. Is there any way I, I have it here? Is there any way you can look at it and tell me? If, yeah, tell yeah. me if it's real. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. And so I'm like, oh, sweet. I go after the round, I'll go get it. So we finish 18, and he says, oh, there'll be no money. But when you die, on your nuts, I went caddy shack. <laughs> so we finish 18, and I go running off to get the bat. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, at this point, I leave my brother alone with Ken Griffey Jr. I come back with the bat, and I bring it over to Ken, and he takes it. And at this point, I don't notice, but gathered around where we are standing is a bunch of people like Bo Jackson is there. Ooh. Randy Wynn Ooh. is there. There's some other notable celebrities. The great Kenny Lofton. Ooh, that's my is, guy. Is there. That's my guy. And I noticed that they're all watching and I don't notice it because I'm focused right. on the great Ken Griffey Jr. And he looks at my bat. Is and Randy he, Wynn the most random person who was there? Maybe. <laughs> that's but a pretty it, random baseball He player. was playing golf in the same group. Okay. So he's there. All right. So Griffey looks at my bat and he gives it the once over and he and he sells it hard, right? Like he's looking at it and he swings it and he's look messing with the tape. Yet Griffey has a very distinctive tape job on the handle and Griffey's selling it, right? And then he looks at me and I can just tell. I can just tell it's fake. And he looks at me and he says, dude, it's like, I'm so sorry. He goes, This isn't my bat. And I'm like, like <clears throat> I, like I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Like not only does this suck, <clears throat> it's embarrassing, and I spent a bunch of money on this thing. And he's like, I never used this model. This is tape jobs all wrong. He's like, dude, how much did you pay for this? And I, like a lot. And he's <laughs> like, dude, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> and I'm just like, I'm about to cry. Yeah. And then my brother loses it. And he starts to laugh. Couldn't hold it. And then Griffey starts to laugh, and he busts up. And then I look around, and everyone's laughing. Bo Jackson's laughing at me. <laughs> Kenny Lofton's laughing at me. Randy Wynn's laughing at me. And Griffey looks at me, and he's like, dude, I'm totally effing with you. He goes, not only is it real, he goes, I used it sometime between probably 98 and 99. Oh. He goes, you can see the little crack here. That's probably a changeup on the inside uh, that I couldn't get a the barrel too like he's like totally legit totally legit and i'm just like and everybody's laughing at me and i'm like like unbelievable and he looks at me he goes he goes you're gonna hit me now aren't you (laughs) and i said dude not only am i not gonna hit you i said i'm gonna tell this story for the rest of Of my my life life. i just got punked by ken griffey jr did you hug him no you should have hugged him but it turns out that when I went to the car, my brother went to him and he's and he told him, he's like, dude, seriously, he goes, tell him it's fake and he'll cry. <laughs> that was the bet. <laughs> so Griffey's like, whatever. He's like, no, tell him it's fake. So anyway, long story. So I I I have a pen and I'm like, okay, but you have to sign it for me now. Right, right, of course. So he autographs it, right? Ken Griffey Jr. gives it to me. I'm on cloud nine. Everything's great. People are laughing. Great story. I go put it back in the car. Like an hour later, I'm getting ready to leave. And he's in the parking lot by himself. And I see him and I'm like, hey, Junior. You know, thanks again. And he looks at me and he goes, you okay? I said, yeah. And I said, seriously, right? It's real. And he's like, get the F out of here. It's totally real. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So game use bat, Ken Griffey Jr. signed. Mm. And he played a practical joke on me. with him. <laughs> Tell me it gets better than that. That's great. Yeah. Who's the bigger sports athlete there? Is it Griffey or is it Bo? It's Griffey. Is it Griff? I think so. It's a tough Long call. Career, yeah. Right. Yeah. Bo was... But Incredible. it's, I mean, Bo's right there. I mean, I, some could argue that Bo's the greatest athlete ever. 
I would. Sure. I would. Make I think that, I would make. That I would argument. make that claim. Yeah. Bo's right there. Bo's he's right no there. slouch. He's not the greatest center fielder of all time, though. No, he's not. I said it. My friend, the second time you said it. I said it. I don't oh, mind. and I'll then say it again. And then watch me. Griffey says to me, he says, I "Hey, by the way, he goes, don't spend money on that crap anymore." He's like, "Just let me know. I'll hook you up." What? How am I supposed to let you know? Uh, we should That's probably like, change phone numbers here. How am I supposed to know that? So anyway, I've never obviously done that. Right, right. He right. did you tell you to buy Griffey things even though he offered you free stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's I would be abusing the hell out of that, well, dude. Well, look, that, he's just being nice at that point. He's not no, gonna, I think he was being serious. He's if you're not gonna, on practical joke level, well, he's probably being serious. Look, if I ask him for one of his gold gloves, he's not going to say <laughs> So... I'm happy with the bat I have. He's like, hey, you know, I got nine of these. Sure, right? John, have one. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, you never know until you ask. You never great know. time, Shoot great story. Shot, Griffey's awesome. He's my best friend. I love him. My hero. That's great. Yeah. People say never meet your heroes, but John met Griffey. Uh, it worked in that case. Well, yeah. unless your hero's like Paul Pierce. <laughs> yeah. It worked in that case for sure. Yeah, yeah, that works. All right. Well, should we just keep telling stories? I kind of wasted that segment. Sorry. I don't care, man. That was we're, not a waste. That was wonderful. Yeah, we don't right. care at all, dude. I like this. That was the most in depth you've told that story. Usually yeah. you rush it because it's less time because you're usually in your segment. I'm usually not on a radio show. Yeah. Here we are. So, Plenty of time. Exactly. All the time in the world. Yeah. I kind of like the favorite moments in the season, though. We should, we should do yeah, that. Yeah, I do want to do that. Let's so revisit that. Yep. Yeah, so let's get to our favorite parts of the season. We'll do all that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 36 here on Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Big John Sucanic in the house. We are just talking about we're supposed to go to a game this year, all three of us. So we'll have to make sure they do that whenever, you know, they let us do that. Oh, uh, we've been supposed <clears throat> we've, Wow. <clears throat> Can I speak? We've been planning this for three years. And Has we it been continue, that long? Yes, and we continue to push it off because we never can find a date. Well, and I also had a job that would never let me do fun yeah, things. One year so we were close <clears throat> and you couldn't do it. And then one year I think I couldn't do it when we picked it. Then this year was COVID. And so, but it's this is one of those things, and and you guys probably feel the same way. Like I go, I I go to ten to twelve Mariner games a year. Right. Right. And at at some, I mean, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do, but. To some level, maybe I took that for granted because I miss that. And, I'm sitting here watching a Timbers game right now going, dude, right? and I, I would do that. anything to go to a Timbers game. And so, like, when you go that much and you're there all the time, like, we talk and we're like, oh, yeah, let's go to a game. That'd be fun. And I totally want to do that. Mm-hmm. But it just becomes sort of background noise because it's always there and we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll do that. And then you get it taken away. And now I'm like, we can't screw around anymore. When baseball comes back, we need appreciate to appreciate it. Yes, we need to pick a day and go because you never know when a global pandemic takes away your we just, season. We just, I guess. Need, we just need to takes find everything. We just need to find press passes and then just don't go to the press box. Yes, yeah, cruise just around, find a little spot and hang out right? quietly. Why are there three empty chairs here from 1080 The Fan? <laughs> it's it's the Mariner game. They won't notice empty chairs. <laughs> we'll just blend into the backdrop. <laughs> Uh, so I want to start this off, as even though you know we're 38 minutes into the show, but uh, kind of talking to, as as we go through the season and kind of talk about the things we liked, what things stood out to us. That's kind of where I want to start. As as things were crazy, we're only playing 50 games, and you know we don't really know what's going on. 
What are what were some of the things, Mike? I'll start with you okay. in kind of just an open ended interview style sort of thing. What was what were some of the things you liked this year? Uh, number one should be number one for all of us, as we now have a new favorite relief pitcher in baseball, and that is Joe Kelly uh-huh. throwing at the Astros. <clears throat> And doing the little smirk frown face when they got out of the inning. I almost became a Dodger fan at that moment. I'm glad I didn't because that would be sad. But um, uh, that that was that's one for the ages, especially because he got fined for it and right? suspended. Yep, uh, that to me is that is moment number one. No fans. Everyone thought the Astros were going to get away with it because nobody could boo them. And this is what the second week of the season. Mm-hmm. Joe Kelly goes up, throws at Altuve, right? No, threw at threw at Springer. Threw at Springer and Bregman. Threw at Bregman and then and Correa. Well, he didn't throw. Well, he didn't throw a Correa. He, he struck, struck Correa out and did the pouting thing. That is moment number one for me. He also, like Villafania s- should never shoot another pa- ball again. That hey, was terrible. Hey, stop. He leads the MLS in assists. So, but he shouldn't shoot. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but that's number one. Joe Kelly and the Astros should be remembered as the peak moment of 2020 baseball. It was good. Yeah, I. That's on my list for sure too. Just the whole. Now, obviously, I hate the Astros because they're in my division. Mm-hmm. They kick the crud out of us. Mostly. We all hate the Astros, John. We all are. We all we're are good. John Sucanic now. Well, and yep. that's that's kind of on my list. Is this year? Is I feel like everybody's united in hating the Astros, and I think they got off easy. And again, with the no fans and the booing thing, I was worried that they were going to kind of skate this year, and they really didn't. And they played the Mariners first out of the gate, and the Mariners didn't throw at them because they're gutless. Yep. So when the Dodgers and Joe Kelly did, I agree. That was awesome. And it kind of spiraled from there. It continued. Everybody was galvanized against the Astros. So for me, I totally agree that that is a top moment. The other one for me is, you know, obviously I'm a Mariner fan, but I appreciate young, fun, exciting teams. And for me, the Padres took that step. Yep. And the moment that kind of galvanized that, remember Slam Diego? Yep. When they hit four straight, games. four straight games at the Grand Slam. I mean, that was the first time I was like, holy smokes, these guys are fun. Yeah. Like, this is a fun <clears throat> team. And you look around and, you know, Tatis Jr. and some of the young players they have. Just that, a, a, a good, young, exciting team that is now going to be on the stage coming up for the next four or five years, hopefully. That's great for baseball. So, for me... Along with Houston, that's that's definitely on my list as memorable things this year. I agree with both of you guys on that. Something <clears throat> a little more kind of nerdy on my level, I guess, is By the I, way, Tatis, Myers, Machado walk off Grand Slam, and then Hosmer were the back to back to back to back Grand Slams for San Diego. Well and crazy. And Fernando Tatis um had what they they coined like the Grand Slam cycle. He hit a Grand Slam, was on first during a Grand Slam, second during a Grand Slam, and third during a Grand Slam. Which is awesome. That's pretty rad. That's pretty cool. Like, to be on each base while a Grand Slam is hit is, is pretty rad. Yes. I would agree. Those are some things. A nerdy thing for me was I I had a really great time, and I think it was because the season was shortened. And, you know, even though I don't love the seven-inning doubleheader, but I thought we got a lot of really great starting pitching this year. And I think it was because guys' arms were fresh. Yeah, we lost like a Verlander, stuff like that. But guys like Flaherty, Max Fried, Bieber, DeGrom, Bauer. Well, like, Flaherty wasn't quite as good this year, was he? No, no. But, I mean, you still saw you from – love him. I do love him. You just saw from times Walker Bueller. You know, I think – say what you want when, when people bring relievers in too early. Sure, sure. We could talk over the moon about that. But I really enjoyed – there is some really, really high-quality pitching in baseball right now, and I am super jazzed about that.
Yeah, I agree. Lot- it's not as sexy as, as the other stuff, but it's it's my thing. Well, and I agree with you. <clears throat> I think I think once you got to the point in a 60-game season, once you got – there was a little bit of a learning curve. I, learning curve is not the right way to say it. There was a little bit of a – Adjustment period. Right, because they came back and, you know, usually they have a whole month and a half to build up. So, you know, they kind of – but once you got into that – kind of that middle third of the season – I agree with you. When the pitchers were kind of ready to go and 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 loose and and warmed up, I agree. We saw really good starting pitching this mm-hmm. year, and and as a fan of the game, I could not love that more. Yeah, Kenta Maeda, you Darvish, Marco Gonzalez, Marco Gonzalez, always the ace <laughs> of the staff in Seattle. Yep, Hinjin uh, Ryu, like a lot of the, there was a lot of great pitching this year. There was. Uh, I also will throw this out there. Well, two things uh, based on two that we've already said. One, the first Grand Slam of Slam Diego was Fernando Tatis Jr. hitting it on a 3-0 pitch up by seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, which all of a sudden, everybody that doesn't watch baseball had an opinion on baseball. <laughs> who, was that, who was that against again? Was, was it, it like Texas? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was Texas. Because wasn't it, because after, because te- Texas then complained about it, yeah. and then didn't they lose like nine in a row or something, something after like that? that? Well, they gave up like two more grand slams in the series. Yeah, <laughs> I think they went on like a nine-game losing streak after complaining about that or something. And then the other one, and I had to look up a list to see some of the other stuff because I was kind of forgetting, Ramon Laureano against the Astros dugout. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember Alex Cintron oh, yeah. was egging him on, and he yes. charged the dugout from first base? Another yes. moment where it's like, I'm tired of these Astros doing these Astros things. Exactly. And I thought, and I don't know you guys, I thought we had for a short season, and I was anti the modified playoff format. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I I'm, get Right, the first round was rough. I get why they did it, mm. but I thought the the championship series and I thought the World Series was a lot of fun. I would agree. And part of that, again, we talked about Slam Diego and the good young. How fun was Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay was great. Uh, they're Arena? not fun. I hate them. Well, I know you do. <laughs> But we all hate you. Tam- Tampa, so, Tampa was such ouch, a joy to watch. Know, a Rosarina, how fun was that guy? A Rosarina was really fun to watch. I mean, I'll even take it back. Like the Braves, Thanks, I were, hate it. the Braves were great to watch yes, for a while. The Braves were fun. The Marlins looked like they after they steamrolled the Cubs. It was kind of like I can name three players on this team, and I'm a diehard baseball fan. Yeah. On on that point, I also think another great thing from the season was I think it came on really strong this year. It reminded a lot of people. And we'll get we'll get to the World Series here shortly, but it reminded people just how important managing is. Yes. I think we saw a lot of really great managing this year, whether it's Donnie Baseball, Kevin Cash, Aaron Um Boone. I even saw I even saw Dave Roberts make some make some smart moves in the World Series. Um we're not gonna get to Brian Cashman and how he manages that club. You know, but Bob Melvin, Rocco Baldelli, who's the dude up in Toronto? Charlie Montoya. Montoya. Like, there was a lot of really cool managing moments. Uh, and that I think that a lot of people sleep on and forget. Like, remember the hot star Baltimore had? Some of that boils down to management. You know, one thing I noticed this year that I think is, is good for baseball and the fans is that the fans now are holding the managers more accountable. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of fans really on their own managers being like, man... This guy keeps doing this over and over, and it's not working. And it's not just like, oh, I mean, it's baseball. It's like they're really into what the manager's decisions are. And I think what we saw this year, especially thanks to Game 7 of the World Series. Six. Excuse me, Game 6 of the World Series, was the analytics versus old school debate Mm -hmm. will now be as intense as ever going into next year. Sure. And we'll talk about that, I'm assuming, next segment. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I'm curious how John feels about 
Kevin Cash's decision to pull Snell and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like like, but that that has now become a prominent part of being a baseball fan. Is and I want to say eighty five percent of managers in baseball are driven by the analytics and the notebooks and the front office is meddling. Front, af- front office for sure. There's not a lot of places left that are old school only. Yeah, there's a, almost everyone's front office is involved now. Right. So it's interesting to see people kind of. Uh, you know, t- pay attention to it. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Like, I know, I, I, I feel the Yankee-Cleveland series might have gone differently if Francona's in the dugout. You never Possible. know. Possible. And if the Yankees had an actual manager, they might have gone to the World Series. Who knows? Uh, let's get with John in the house. Let's get to uh, little thoughts on the World Series. You are yes. pausing me. Uh, one thing, because I know it's going to be a transition. The far and away best moment of this season was game four of the World Series. Without a doubt. It was incredible. That's the best baseball game I've seen in a while. Well, Can't I heard argue. on the radio. And, and I heard it on the radio. My only my only problem is that how much cooler would that have been with a full stadium? Well, and that's not their fault. Especially in it. Tampa. But there is nothing like playoff baseball. It's unbelievable. And that game was amazing. I couldn't agree more. I just wish there was a full house. Yep. All right, let's get to some World Series thoughts. We'll do all that next with Big John in the house on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Eight fifty one here, Hot Corner five zero three two five zero ten eighty is the fan text line. If you'd like to get involved in this, uh, we have John Schanick in the house as we always do to kind of wrap up the twenty twenty season. We only had you on twice this year, right? Because the we had you on at the All Star break, uh, but that was, was no. I think we did all three. I did it with John when you were out. You oh, were gone. Once. Right, right, right. You were gone once, and Mike and I did it. Yeah, where was I? Um, I don't know. Doing whatever it is you do. You tell guys, you tell everybody, and then I go do something that you would do. Yeah. And you were out doing that. Uh, I don't remember. So I had to come in and do what you would do, which was be here. <laughs> so here I was. Yeah, what was I doing? That was All-Star Game, I'm pretty sure. No, that was the opener because you missed baseball cards. Yes, oh, yeah, that's I did. right. Oh, yeah, I did get to sneak out and do a little bit of rafting. Yeah, you missed baseball cards. Joe and Mike and I opened baseball cards. That's you right. missed out. Dang, that's I the, got the that's, Platinum Patrick Corbin. That's the worst one to miss. That is. That's the best that's one. That's the worst. Dang it. Yeah. All right. And then we did one in the Word middle. Word of the wise. Yep. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. one. Actually, no. There was no All-Star break this year, so yeah. we didn't do one in the middle. Yeah. I thought we did. It just wasn't You came in because Patrick was out. And but we I just think did we, one, I think. And I think we but were going to think it have to do with the middle of the season. And we hadn't got oh, to Oh, no, no, no. It was We hadn't got to the preseason because it shut down before we got yeah, close. Not that anybody cares about this conversation, but I did the show with my brother or with Rock. Oh, you did Hazard? Yeah, I did a show with Rop oh. on a Wednesday. Oh, and you just stayed. And I just ended up staying because <laughs> you guys were doing the oh, show yeah, right yeah. after. We were like, why don't you just hang out with us? And you're like, do a segment. <laughs> yeah, two we, hours later, you left. We, like, we were like, text Four. your wife, make sure she's yes, not mad. Yes, I texted my wife. I <laughs> yeah, said, I, get, I guess good. I won't be home for dinner. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, so that's the other one we did. All right. Oh, that's All great. Right, we're back. We're back on track. That's great. That's great. Timber's losing 1-0 to the Rapids right now just to keep you updated on that 89th minute. Uh, World Series happens. I think it's safe to say that, uh, you know, we're obviously we're curious about, you know, the Blake Snell and the Randy Rosarena who could have probably won the World Series MVP even though they lost. Um, it's only ever happened once. Uh, one of the best World Series we've seen in the last 20 years? 
it was really good. I, I, I don't like. That seems pretty like. It's a pretty lofty thing to say. Well, we have recency. I, bias. I, I said one of the best, right? We have recency bias, and and one of my one of the things I don't like is when we see that a really good series, and then people are like, oh, it's the best series. I don't know if it's the best series ever. It was a really good series, mm-hmm. and I have two thousand one. I throw it up there with oh one. You have eleven Cardinals, thirteen Cardinals, thirteen Cardinals. Yeah. Um, you've got Astros, Dodgers. That was great. seventeen. That was great. Um, yeah, I, I tend to say 01, 13, 17, 20. It was, it's, it was well, really Cubs good. Cubs Indians. Yeah. Oh, right. 16 is probably the best of the Cubs decade. Was good, that was a good World Series. Cubs Indians is yeah. probably best of the decade. Yep. So uh, I Ouch. thought it was a great World Series. I thought <laughs> See, it was I forget that. Yeah. fun fun teams, it's fun like me players. I what 2004 is. Yeah. And, and I personally... Was I was happy to see the Dodgers kind of win one. I know I know they're a polarizing team, but right. as as a neutral, I don't like or dislike the Dodgers. They have players I do like. Um, they have players I don't like. I I was happy to see them finally get over the hump. I think I think it's tough in in all sports. I think it's tough when you see teams that are clearly good enough to win one and don't because they play a team that cheats. <laughs> well, and I mean it's like you look. I mean people are gonna they play two know, teams that cheat. Pe- people are gonna. People are going to talk about, you know, people are going to talk about the Buffalo Bills forever. People are going to talk about the Braves, how good those Braves teams were for 10-plus years. Almost 15 years World Series caliber, and they got one. Now imagine if they don't get that one. Right. It's even worse. It's way worse. You talk about Dan Marino. Dan Marino... Dan Marino might be one of the might be the greatest quarterback of all time. But because he doesn't have a Super Bowl, it's like, oh, you're not good. Who was the most recent make funnable team? It was the Nationals. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they won it now, but sure. we used to laugh all the time. It was like losing the first round. Every oh time. man, who do the Nationals play in the? Who are the Nationals going to lose to in the first round this year? Yep. Right, and it's and I think the Dodgers were headed there, mm-hmm. and and the, and you know that's not a fair narrative, but it's one that would have stuck with those guys. It's also the last year of this core because they had a lot of guys that are probably leaving this year. So I mean, right. this team would have been known as the team that lost three World Series, the right. team that never was. Yeah. You know, into into to go through what they went through specifically with Houston and to have that added to the narrative. I was, I was just happy to see it. I, you know, I think Kershaw, I think that's a bad rap that he gets. That would have been stapled to his resume forever. So forever that that's kind of gone now for the most part, I was happy to see him win. I like Corey Seager, happy to see him, Joe Kelly. I became <clears> a fan <throat> of because of the Houston thing. I, I, I was happy to see them kind of, Get rid of those demons. I also, I also think for the first time, because I've questioned that team a lot on this show. I mean, Mike, you've been there with me for a little bit. I was the last one to come around on the Dodgers being a good team. This was the first time I ever like enjoyed watching them. Like yeah. they were fun this year. Yeah. There was something about them. Looking at Cody Bellinger sitting at the top of the top of the steps, looking like he just smoked three blunts. <laughs> yep. You know, like that. I enjoy that. Watching Corey Seager just hitting bombs after bomb after bomb. Mookie in the outfield. Walker Bueller throwing strikeouts. I love being able to root for Mookie Betts. He's you such should. a likable He's player. He's amazing. But I, but I hated him. He's yeah. definitely well, the second best to. player in baseball. And then he becomes, you know, you're in a situation. And I agree. It was fun to root for him. What a great player. And and I thought for me, and I don't know if you guys are like this, I I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I was kind of rooting for Tampa because they're an American League team. That's who I watch. I'm most right there of the time. with you. Kevin Cash is a former Tito guy, and right? And I, I was like, rooting for I, the Dodgers. And few, few Mar- ex Mariners uh, on on both sides, yeah. but but Zunino I like a lot. Chris Taylor on on the Dodgers. Yeah, and yeah. so 
going into the series, I found myself caught up in Tampa Bay mania. Mm-hmm. I was happy to beat Houston, and I was all in on a Rosarina. I thought he was great. Excellent. And then as the series unfolded, I just found myself. I don't know if you guys are like this when you don't really have an interest. You just watch, and you kind of find yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the Dodgers would do something, and I'd fist pump, or I'd be like, yeah. And I found myself clearly in the Dodgers camp. Yeah. And – not sure why, other than I just kind of wanted them to get one over for this run because, mm-hmm. like Mike said, it's almost over, and I wanted that I wanted to see some of those guys win. So I found myself rooting for the Dodgers, and I was really happy that they won. I'm with I'm with you on that. You know, I I think I learned a lot about myself as a baseball fan too, because, for example, the player I was the most excited to watch, the player I probably root for the most on both sides it's tyler glass now sure i love him i love his stuff i think he has the potential to be really really stinking good in this league and i watched him in the world series and was kind of like but you got a long way to go and i had to like really watch him and be like okay patrick why do you like this kid it's like okay he's got this great fastball he throws hard and he really is super competitive but he's all over the place. Right. Why is Cash leaving him out there so So I learned a lot about myself as a baseball fan in this series. And you just constantly – I try not to couch manage, you know, which is why I have been on the record to not – Are you sure you try compl- not to couch manage? I try not to. I try not to. Whether I succeed or not is different. But that's why I didn't bang on Cash so hard. He made a mistake. He made a mistake. That was I hated that decision so much, and I hated his answers to it so much. And I want to, and I want to get horrible. I want to get, I want to get John's thoughts on that, and we'll do that coming around the bend. We'll also talk a little bit of Mariners in the second hour as well. This is the Hot Corner Portland Sports Leader, ten eighty, the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 